Hey everyone, it's Vanessa here. Welcome to Working at Careers. Today I am so excited to be joining Aoife Graysmer, who is a political correspondent for the Irish Examiner in Dublin. Aoife studied journalism in Glasgow Caledonia University and since then she has done so much work experience and has worked with so many amazing newspapers including the Irish Daily Star and also she did a lot of freelance work with The Sun, The News of the World and also The Daily Mirror. In today's episode, we are going to be discussing different careers that you can have with a journalist degree. And we are also going to be discussing why work experience is so important in journalism and the benefits of internships and CV building. And this is going to be a great episode for anyone who is considering or also maybe studying journalism within their degree. So I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode and I'll chat to you soon. Hi Aoife, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of Working at Careers. How have you been keeping? Hi, good, good. It's like a totally different time now with COVID, like everything's completely changed. Probably like it's changed for everyone, but yeah, it's it's grand. Like it's just a different kind of set of working than way of working, but no, it's been really good. And what about your working hours? How have, have they been much you know, like back to normal or how have they been during lockdown? We've been in a bit of a transition period because... We only got, the Irish government only came in um, a couple of weeks ago and before that there was weeks and weeks and weeks of programme for government negotiations and those negotiations tend to go on to like 9, 10 at night and the paper goes to the printer at about 11 so we were working I'd say about six weeks in a row, you were working day 11 o'clock at night every night you know trying to find out what happened in the program for government negotiations it's calmed down a wee bit now because the parliament's gone under recess but um yeah they've been all over the place with covid it must have been so hard because do you know the way like it was going into different phases and then maybe they were like no we can't open the bars we can't open that so it must have been chopping and changing so much for you to keep up with i it, it, it really is and because people are looking people are looking to the newspapers because we're supposed to know for certain what exactly is happening so so there's just no space for you to guess something. You know, if you're writing something down and you're not 100%, there's just no space to not go back and double check it because people are really relying on you. And if that's if you're wrong, you've thrown their whole week or month off. So yeah, there's been a lot of like, you have to double check, you have to fact check. You have to do that anyway, but it's become, because everything chopped and changes so much in the Republic, that um yeah it's just become you become paranoid all the time that maybe you're not right the big responsibility definitely it's it's good like but it has completely changed journalism i think and Aoife, can you discuss with me your journey from leaving secondary school to where you work now and how you moved from our hometown of Derry to now living in Dublin as well? Yeah, so I went to Thornhill in Derry, which is um, a big all-girls school near the border, and did my A-levels um, with no real plan for what I was going to do after I just did my A-levels in the subjects that interested me so I think I did English history and politics and did all right in my A-levels and when I was applying I decided everyone at the school kind of kept saying to me oh we your subjects you should do law but it just never really interested me and I was just I suppose I am kind of still this person but at 18 if something didn't interest me I wasn't even going to give it a minute's thought it's just the kind of person that I was so I decided that I wanted to be a journalist and then the school were kind of pushing me to do a degree in English and then go on and do a master's and a, or a postgrad in journalism. And I just remember thinking at the time, 
I didn't even really enjoy school that much. The thought of going to university had already kind of, I was still up for going, but it wasn't like I wasn't dying to get there. And then the thought of doing another year, and also I just wouldn't have had the money to do a master's and neither with my parents. So I did straight journalism um, at Glasgow Caledonian University, which the school also told me not to do <laughs> because it was quite a new university. It used to be a tech like 15, 20 years ago, and it was a quite a new uni. It didn't have much of a reputation to them, but I just went ahead and did it anyway. And yeah, so when I was at uni, I think this is a big thing. I've noticed it a lot in the Republic when you speak to other journalists. They were like really into their like university paper. And I just, I just wasn't. (laughs) I worked. um, I always had part-time jobs at uni just because I'd never had any money to support myself. So I just worked in pubs and shops and stuff. So I never really did like the uni paper. But I would do work experience at different papers if I had, you know, time off uni, just working for free. I think I worked at the Dairy Journal, did the Dairy News when I was back, did different things in Glasgow. Um, And then when I graduated, I had a decent enough CV because I'd done so much work experience, which is basically like free work. (laughs) It's it's really not um, like, I don't know. I didn't, journalism's, journalism is one of those careers where they can kind of get away with it because you need a bit of a CV before you even start applying for stuff. So I done like quite a lot of work for free. And then when I got out of uni, I can safely say that I've had every single unglamorous job <laughs> in journalism. I just applied for anything and everything, said I could do stuff that I wasn't sure I could do. But I was just like, I'm just one of those people, like I'll just, do say I can do it and work it out when I get there and to be honest like I've done some absolutely horrendous jobs so I when I left uni I got a job at a press agency um which aren't that common in Ireland but they're huge in Scotland and England and basically it's like a group of it's a company and you're basically a freelancer for all the big titles so I had an editor and we would go and cover stories and then we would sell them to the news of the world or the sun or the mirror any of those the big papers and they would pay the company but you would be salaried you didn't get per paper or yeah you didn't get per story you would get a salary but I started this one and it was like a wee hut the office in Coke Bridge on the west coast of Scotland and I didn't drive so I had to get like a 40 minute train out to Coke Bridge it was just the stories were really tabloid stories. I do think it has, like, it was such a great grounding in journalism because I had to do all the worst stuff at the very start. But it is a lot of, um, you know, people who have had a family murdered or family die, you'd have to go and knock on their door and ask them, like, did they want to do an interview? Which every journalist worth their salt will tell you, like, that they had to do when they started out too. And no one enjoys it. It is absolutely horrible. You don't get used to it either. It's it's awful. But apparently, like, it's just one of these, like, rites of passage that you have to do in journalism. I think as well, because you were so into that and those horrible situations at such a young age, it probably, you know gave you the experience that you could go into jobs and be like, right, I can do this. Whereas for people starting out, people who maybe weren't as proactive as you and didn't have a work experience, maybe they kind of fell down on those hurdles as well. I think too, it really grungy in the way that when you leave that kind of job and you know that you don't have to door knock 
victims or their families anymore you kind of know that that's probably the worst thing you're going to have to do like I don't think it ever gets worse than that um and like people's reactions you just have no idea how people are going to react some people are like so lovely and like come in have a cup of tea because some people really want to talk and then some people are like understandably really aggressive I've been quite scared a couple of times. I got chased by an old lady <laughs> down the street. Um, I was like 22 and was like, I'm never doing this again. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a grounding. So I left there because uh, I didn't have a car. This is the other thing. I told them that I would pass my driving test and I just kept putting them off and putting them off. And the boss was kind of like, you need to get a car. You need to get a car. And I was like, yeah, 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 I'll get there, get there. And I kept failing my driving test. And I, I don't even know why I'm telling the story. But um, yeah, so then eventually he let me go. He was like, I'm sorry, but you don't have a car. This is getting really impractical. So there was loads of tears that day. And then <laughs> I got a job in a regional paper in the West Coast of Scotland, again, like called the Dumbarton Reporter and the Clyde Bank Post. So it's kind of like a regional like Clyde Bank and Dumbarton are probably two towns put together around the size of Derry so worked there and again did a lot of court reporting so that was my first kind of experience of court reporting which I ended up absolutely loving I really loved court reporting and then what you do it's a regional paper so you are writing stories about bus stops and vans and (laughs) school you know like I remember when you know like when um primary ones go to get their like their first picture taken like we would go into the school and interview them like interview the wee kids yeah so lots of stuff like that like a really community paper along with court reporting in a town where there was a serious heroin problem and lots of poverty lots of unemployment and also a, a, a royal navy base with a lot of really drunk sailors <laughs> like terrorizing these poor towns people but um so the court was definitely the most interesting thing I really loved that and eventually when we were there um my boyfriend at the time got offered a promotion to go and live in Australia and he wasn't very up for it but I really really was so we moved out to Melbourne and I found it really hard to get into journalism. I didn't know anyone. I didn't know Australia. I didn't know anything about their politics. So again, I just started applying for everything and anything. And you're going to laugh when I tell you this. I became the chief reporter for a truck magazine. (laughs) A truck magazine? (laughs) (laughs) I wrote about lorries for two years. It was called Truck horse truck player something like that it was a magazine came out every three months and I I could tell you anything you need to know about turning circles chassis payloads like uh but at the end of the day I was just like it's money and I'm writing and you know it was like as long as I was doing something that was my degree because I just didn't want to go back into a pub again I would feel like I'd wasted all my experience so yeah, I did that, which is hilarious now looking back, but um, did that and then, and I had a ball, like I loved Australia. Um, so we came back and then I had kind of had enough of being away from home. I'd been in Glasgow for six years and then Melbourne for two years and I just wanted to come back to Ireland. So I started applying for anything and everything and got freelance shifts at the Irish Daily Star in Dublin, which is a really important paper when it comes to crime. 
and this was in the middle of the gang war in Dublin. Um, so I applied for there, didn't have anywhere to live, so slept on this. This is the most dairy thing ever. I didn't actually know this girl until I turned up at her front door, but her auntie was friends with my ma. So <laughs> I slept on her sofa for six months and worked freelance at the Irish Daily Star when my boyfriend was back up in Glasgow. And I couldn't get anything full-time in Dublin. And because I couldn't get anything full-time, I couldn't get a flat because I didn't have like a, you know, any pay slips and stuff to show them. So eventually I applied for, I said I would apply for one job in Scotland, but I really didn't want to go back. But I applied for one job and got it. So I went back to Scotland and started the Daily Record, which is the biggest news website in Scotland and the second biggest newspaper in Scotland. Yeah, I had done freelance shifts while I was at the Dumbarton Reporter for the Scottish Sun. And I think that stood me in good stead. So even though I was working like six days a week at some point when I was working at the Reporter and then the Sun, I was like, I'm not going to turn down, you know, a red top. You know, it's so good on your TV. So I ended up at the Daily Record. And when I was at the Daily Record, Press Association, which is the biggest news agency in the UK and Ireland, contacted me. They needed someone in Dublin and I nearly bit his hand off because I was dying to get back to Ireland. So I started at PA in July, two, three years ago. And I just did that for two years. And it was one of the best jobs I've ever had in my life. I interviewed the Prime Minister. I went on training exercises with the Irish Army. I did the most weird, like met the Pope, like did the most weird and wonderful things, met Prince Charles. Um, and then uh, the Irish Examiner contacted me and they were looking for a political correspondent because they liked my work that I had done at PA. And I started at the Examiner in February and I was there for two weeks and we went into lockdown. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's now why I'm here. Yeah, I started the Examiner. I was there for a week when they asked me, did I want to go to Washington and New York with the Taoiseach for his St. Patrick's Day trip? So I said, yeah, we got to New York and the Taoiseach cancelled and said he wasn't coming. So we were just in New York with nothing to do, which was brilliant. And then we were in Washington. And when we were in Washington, he announced that he was closing the schools. And by the time I got back from Washington, everything was shut and we were in lockdown. It all happened so quick, didn't it? I like the businesses and everything were kind of voluntarily shutting down. Do you remember that? Even in the north, like, so yeah. And then it was basically, you're at home now and you need to find a different way to do your job. You've done so much volunteering and, and I personally do think that volunteering is, is so important because I feel like, see, even if you don't go back, you're still getting experience, but you're kind of getting your name out there. So see, for people who are interested in journalism, what would you recommend for volunteering? Like, how important really is it? I, I forgot to mention this, but after I left uni, <laughs> I moved to Malawi in Africa for like four months. Um, when I was 22 like I didn't even go to my graduation ceremony because I had organized to go to Malawi and be a press officer for a human trafficking charity out there um, and it was to do with my degree but it was still through a volunteer and kind of you got paid but it was like you got paid Malawian wages so it's not like I was out there like raking it in but 
they gave you somewhere to live and they paid you a wage and I went out there with like 10 other people around my age like everyone who just graduated uni I still talk about it now like in day-to-day conversation and like it completely this is going to sound so corny but like it's one of those things that really stays with me even though it was like partly to do with my degree but like it really couldn't have been and I would have had the more or less the exact same experience so I do think doing something maybe you mightn't use it on down the line but every experience is definitely worth it for you like for who you are as a person because who you are as a person is going to like guide what kind of career and what kind of worker you're going to be I do think that like volunteering and stuff especially if you like it like I am very against people working for free and then putting themselves in a position where maybe they could be taken advantage of and not even enjoying it so I do think that like there's a line and I don't believe in, in unpaid internships at all especially at big big publishers I just think unpaid internships only benefit people whose parents have money and for there's more of us with parents who don't have money than their parents who do there are I know like a lot of my friends lived in London and they only paid her oyster card so I just don't believe I don't know why it's legal to pay someone absolutely nothing but it's not legal to pay someone 2.50 yeah, so I do believe like work experience, especially when you're at uni, getting under a newsroom, seeing how newsrooms work is absolutely essential. But I don't believe in taking like a 12 month contract for an unpaid internship because they're taking advantage of your good nature. Like you need the experience, but they also, they need you as well or else they wouldn't be looking for an intern. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point, especially with journalism. That's such a competitive job, and I feel like people will take anything they can get to kind of you know, get the experience. Because going for a job, someone who has done some volunteering against someone who who doesn't, that's going to stand again, you know, like for them or against them, really. I definitely, and this is how it all works. Like this is why people who went to private school or their parents have money end up in like higher jobs. Like it's not so much the same in Ireland as it is but like you've seen those like rating lists of like the top paid journalists in the UK I think like nine out of ten of them went to private schools and like of course they have because they're the only people who can afford to do an unpaid internship so I do think if you can get into a newsroom for a week if you're off uni or you're off school that's what I did but I also had another job to keep me going and I wasn't going to sacrifice I would never put my parents or anything under pressure because that's just not fair. And it's like, this is how these companies get away with it because they take advantage of your good nature. Like they know that you want done and they know that there's loads of you that want done. So I definitely think it's a welcome change now that people are starting to be like, not shamed online, but you often see like, it's really frowned upon now to do unpaid internships and people are called out on it. And I feel like they rightly should be because if people are working for you, you have to pay them. And like, as you say, like journalism is so, so competitive. Um, I think there was only 20 people in my university course because it was a really select course and only three of us are still journalists and that's not to do with like you know their ability or anything like that it's so competitive and the jobs are getting fewer and fewer um so things like internships and stuff are obviously going to make your cv better but they're not they're fewer and far between now anyway on paid internships but yeah i would say getting into a newsroom is absolutely essential but don't let people take advantage of you i think that's really important and what advice would you give to you know maybe students in secondary school or graduates now who are interested in a career path in journalism from your own experience um I would definitely say 
write to editors. That was a big thing when we were at uni, apply for everything. And in your cover letter, like I'm guilty of this as well. Like, you know, if you're applying for like a job in River Island or Primark, you would just have the same cover letter and like just send it out to everyone. Make sure your cover letter is tailored to them and shows the best of you and what you could do for them. Like, I think editors are always looking for something different and they're always looking for people who are confident. Like, you would not believe the amount of people in journalism who I have met, not so much in Ireland, but when I worked in England and Scotland, that are genuinely like just coasting like if you have the personality for it people will think you can do it and obviously it's a lot more common in men because women tend to doubt themselves but I just think like you need to have a bit of confidence and even if you're not a hundred percent sure that you'd be great at it that doesn't matter like go for it anyway like I'm very much like I have a lot of friends who were like I don't want to apply for that because I only have nine out of the ten criteria and I'm like, just go for it because I guarantee you there's already a person doing that job who doesn't know what they're doing. <laughs> so like, why not? Like, why not you? You know what I mean? And I think if for someone looking to get into journalism, definitely try and get into a newsroom in any way, whether it's a Saturday here and there. Like a lot of people with journalism too, it's really disappointing. A lot of it is who you know. But even if you don't know anyone, email individual journalists. Like I had someone who was at school her, this is another really dairy link, but her auntie was my dad's solicitor. And she said, oh, my niece wants to get into journalism, blah, blah, blah. Doesn't your daughter, isn't your daughter a journalist? Stuff like this. So you don't even actually really need the person, but I was able to sort out work experience for her, a press association. So stuff like that. And if you don't, like, there's no link whatsoever. I do think like seeking out journalists, tweeting journalists. We saw a lot of this during the kind of resurgence of Black Lives Matter. Like I know a lot of my friends who worked in journalism were looking for ways to promote like young people of color in Ireland and the journalism because it's it's shockingly white and that's not reflective of society in Ireland either. So just find a way if you see if you can find a way to get in to um a newsroom and also write like continue to write and submit stuff like if there's stuff like letters to the editor or you know there's different blogs and online kind of webzines and stuff for graduates just make sure that like even if you're not 100 percent, you can do it just do it anyway like i have to like say that in all the interviews i've done for journalism i have done a million interviews like for every job i've had i think i've been knocked back for about, about 12 but um you have to be confident like that's all that they're looking for in journalism is is confidence and it just comes with time like i've been there like i've been let go from jobs and and you know signed on the dole actually the first time i went to the dole office when i got let go from that agency it was a boy in my university class's mum who was my like um job seekers advisor and i cried <laughs> in in the dole office so like if I can get there anybody can get there like do not lose hope like just keep on going I know like it's easy to say you know because I've come out the other end of it but like I just really think that the longer like the more you believe in yourself you you will get there if you really want it I think that's a really important attitude to take because see for myself too see because I didn't have a marketing degree 
and I had an internship. See, even still, when I apply for jobs, I feel like I'm good, like, you know, I'm a good fit, and I still get turned down. And, like, at the start, I would take it so bad, but see, now I'm like, oh, there'll be other jobs. You just kind of have to brush it off. Yeah, and I think, too, internships, like, I would be a really big fan, like, a really big supporter of apprenticeships and internships, because... There was this brainwave in the last 10, 20 years that you had to go to university. And I just think, especially now with COVID and the cost of university, that's just not sustainable. And it, it is arguable that you would be better at the job if you did an internship anyway. Like I know one of my best friends didn't go to university. She got a job as like a secretary assistant or something in an accountant's office. And she doesn't have a degree, but she's eight years younger than my boyfriend and is on the same level as him at work now. So I think like, especially apprenticeship, like if you're working on the job and you what you want to do, whether it's like in apprenticeships, I know like local councils and stuff do those apprenticeships in different newspapers. I know that the Telegraph and stuff in London have a really good apprenticeship program and so does the Irish Times. So you don't necessarily have to go to university. And like, I know my school was obsessed because obviously this is how their rankings work in the school, but they were obsessed with getting everyone to university. And there was just girls, even in my year, that were like, no, I'm just not interested, but I'm not going to tell the school that. So like, it's not necessarily the best thing just because you went to university. And I think that if one good thing comes out of COVID and comes out of like university and the fees getting so expensive, is that we're going to stop forcing people to go to university that mightn't necessarily have went had the whole like mood of the population being oh you have to go to university because I just don't think that that's realistic anymore I mean most of our parents well I know for like my parents didn't go to university or anything it's just I think it's, it's going back that way now I think apprenticeships and internships just seem a lot more attractive to young people no, I definitely do think the times are changing and I feel like, see, for a lot of jobs, a lot of them kind of put the experience first other than the qualifications. It's kind of going the other way about first, but there's such a big emphasis on the experience now. So that's why I would be a big believer in volunteering and internships myself. Totally. And like even just from a journalism point of view, in my first day at university, the senior lecturer told us you don't need a degree to be a journalist and I remember thinking oh great like I'm spending 20 grand (laughs) for something I don't need but with journalism especially it's all your experience it's all where you've been published they're mad under that like even if you got like if you did your degree but you didn't graduate or you got a third it's not something I would worry about if you can pull it back with your experience or even if you went to uni at all it's all about getting you know your name out there getting bylines and getting stories published so if people want done journalism it's sort of different from all our careers in the way that you don't actually have to have the degree. You don't have to have the qualification to do it. No, I think that's amazing advice for anyone who, who is considering a degree in journalism. And I feel like you've you've really worked your way up and you've done great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I don't know why I told you all those really embarrassing things. <laughs> no, it's what made you as, it's what made you as a person today and got you to your journey. So thanks for sharing. <laughs> But Aoife, thank you so much for taking the time and coming on and chatting to me today. I really thoroughly enjoyed your your journey towards your career in journalism and I feel like you've given great advice for anyone listening today as well. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much, Anissa. That was so nice. Thanks, Aoife. I'll chat to you later. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thank you all so much for joining me and Aoife today with this episode. I really hope that you've enjoyed it. 
Stay tuned for next week where I will be interviewing Rory O'Donnell who currently works for the SDLP party in Derry. He's had quite an unconventional route to politics but his career has been absolutely amazing um, especially because he worked with Jeremy Corbyn throughout Brexit and it's definitely not one to be missed for anyone who is maybe working in politics or considering taking this forward as a degree. So I really hope that you'll all join me next week for another episode of Working at Careers. Bye!